welcome to Women in Revival podcast. I hope you are finding this time of isolation encouraging and resourceful. On today's episode or this week's series, I have a dear friend. We've been friends now for over 11 years and uh, we spent quite a lot of time together and I'm privileged to have her here. She was on Women in Revival in the past a couple of years ago when she was talking to us on what to do with God's word. And when she told me she has something she would like to share with sisters all over the world, I said, okay, let me know. So our sister will be taking us on this series, Revelation in Isolation. And I'm praying you will find it useful. Maybe I should also direct your heart to another resource which will go with this particular series on our website. It's called Treasures in the Dark. Do you want to look for that on our website so that while you are going through this very brief series with my dear friend, I fondly call her Crystal. I pray you find this series a blessing. So let us go to Crystal as she takes us on Revelation in isolation. What is isolation? Many of us may ask this question because we do not fully understand what isolation means. First of all, let's start with a definition of what isolation means. Isolation has many synonyms. It can mean set apart, withdrawn. So many words can describe isolation. But in simple terms, isolation is just anything, anytime, it doesn't matter when, where you are just separated from another person, from another thing, that is isolation. You are by yourself, lonely, alone, that is isolation. Now I want us to go quickly to Leviticus 30 verse 46. I'm reading from KJV and it says, All the days wherein the plague shall be in him. He shall be defiled. He is unclean. He shall dwell alone. Without the camp shall his habitation be. This shows us what isolation is for the Israelites in those days. Isolation was a way to keep others safe, yes. But for the person who was isolated, it may not have been the best thing. If a person had leprosy, if they were unclean, they had to be isolated. They had to go out of the camp into a place where it, may have, where it may have been dangerous with different animals all sorts of things but yet they had to be isolated for the safety of others that was what isolation was to them in those times for us we know that we are in isolation to keep ourselves and even other people safe we have to stay at home because of coronavirus we don't want to infect other people and we certainly don't want to be infected ourselves this is the way it was in those days it may not seem pleasant, this isolation, but yet, isolation can be very, very crucial to a nation. Next, I want us to quickly go to Revelation 1, verse 9. We know John, the beloved, who was one of Jesus' disciples, one of the twelve disciples. Now, I don't know if you know, but he was the one who wrote Revelation. It's usually a common fact, so you should know. Now, I want us just to quickly go to Revelation 1, verse 9. It says, I, John who also am your brother and companion in tribulation and in the kingdom and patience of Jesus Christ was in the isle that is called Patmos for the word of God and for the testimony of Jesus Christ. 
So we can see John himself is saying that he was isolated. He was left in this island called Patmos. And there was no other living creature on this island. Maybe there were animals, but he was the only human there. There was no one to talk to, nothing to do, nothing at all. He just had to sit there. Why? All for the word of God and for the testimony of Jesus Christ. Because he preached the good news. Sisters, what about you? What are you doing in this time of isolation? We now know what isolation means. But now, what does this mean to you? You must, in this time, you can't just sit around and laze around and be waiting for the isolation to come out. No, you have to act. In a future day, we will be looking even more at this. But I want to tell you, sisters, you cannot just laze around. You cannot just wait for the isolation to finish, watching news every single day. You cannot just be tracking down the coronavirus and everything that's happening. No, that is not what a Christian should be doing at this time. What do you need to do, sisters, is go to God. In his time of isolation, God spoke to John. God can speak to you too. Let's pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Lord, we come before you for all these sisters who may be listening to this podcast. I come before you for my own life and for my family's life. We thank you, Lord, for protecting us thus far. And we come before you that you indeed grant all these sisters the grace not to just sit around and be, and be crying and be mourning over what is happening, but no, they will come to you that they will find you in this time. Lord, we thank you. In Jesus' name. series that my dear friend Crystal has put together for us and I'm praying that as she takes us further sharing with us today on how God uses isolation I'm praying that we make the best of this isolation period I know many of our nations are easing off the lockdown yet some of us still have to isolate for one reason or the other the elderly for example what i still want to encourage is that make the most of this isolation and i'm praying that you find this series a blessing even as we join my dear friend crystal on revelation in isolation sisters and welcome back to this series revelation in isolation today i just want to talk with you over the topic how God uses isolation. You know, last time we saw how isolation can seem a daunting thing. Isolation is is not usually a thing that you want to be in. You don't want to be isolated. But in this case, we are isolated. We're isolated from our friends, from our family, from everything that we may have cherished before. We are isolated. So today, I just want to talk with you about how God has used and will use isolation in your life today. 
Let's just get to Revelation 1, verse 1. I read in KJV. There's the revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave unto him, shew unto his servants things which must shortly come to pass. And he sent and signified it by his angel unto his servant, John. So this is an example of what God did during isolation. Last time we saw how John was in isolation on the Isle of Patmos. And today we can see, it says, which God gave unto him. The revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave unto him. So God gave him this revelation while he was in isolation. So to shew unto his servant things which must shortly come to pass. And he sent and signified it by his angel unto his servant John. Wow. God was able to use isolation to send John this amazing book of the Bible, Revelation. Without Revelation, we would not have known anything except for what may be said in the Gospels about the end time. Without Revelation, we would not have known a little bit of the details. We would not have known a lot of it. So God used isolation in John's case. He used isolation to be a reaching out to so many people. The seven letters to the Church of Asia, that is in Revelation, was God who put it into John's mouth. In fact, if you read that, and I do endorse you to go and read it, please read the book of Revelation in this series. It is a great book, and it will really bless you. As I was saying, if you read in Revelation, before he starts those letters, in fact, let's go and read it right now. Revelation 1 verse 11 it says saying I am Alpha and Omega the first and the last and what thou seest write it in a book and send it unto the seven churches which are in Asia unto Ephesus and unto Smyrna and unto Pergamos and unto Thyatira and unto Sardis and unto Philadelphia and unto Laodicea this was God speaking to John he said that he should send these letters to these different seven churches. That was God. And when was this? In isolation. God can use isolation. He can use isolation for you and for me. Do you want to hear God's voice while you are in isolation? Do you want to hear him speaking to you? We'll deal more with this in, our, in the next day. For now, I just want you to ponder upon this. God used isolation in John's case. He can use isolation even for you too. Let's just pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Lord, we thank you for what you have shown us today. We thank you for how you have used isolation in the life of John. Lord, use us too. Last time we saw how we cannot just laze around. So Lord, we come before you like you will use us. It is only you, it is you and only you who can use us. And we come before you to use these sisters, to use me, to use everyone we know for your purpose. The same way you use God. In Jesus' name.
privilege to have a friend like Christo. Thank you very much. And I'm praying that as you join us again on this series and as you share further thoughts on Revelation in Isolation, may you find it a blessing for your life. And like I have said, take time to search on our website. Search for treasures in the dark. And I'm sure you will find it a blessing as you also listen to what our dear friend Christo is sharing. Today she'll be taking us on what our attitude should be in isolation. And may we get the best out of this season that we find ourselves even as we look for the appearance of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Let's go to Christo. sisters and welcome back to this series revelation in isolation you know so far we have looked at what is isolation how god uses isolation today we are going to be looking at our attitude in isolation you know our attitude really really matters for example let's use a normal example that doesn't have anything to do with isolation let's say you Let's say that you told your child to go and do something. For example, go and wash the plates. And then that child, she will go or he will go and wash the plates. It's not as if the child will not go. The child will go, but as they go, they're grumpy. They may say things like you that are rude. You know, that's an, that means that they need an attitude check. They do what they're supposed to do, but their attitude is not good. Can't this be us sometimes? When God has placed us in a specific position, we are not supposed to be arguing with him. We are not supposed to be saying, oh, this is a horrible situation, why does God do this to me? No, we are supposed to be seeking God's face in the midst of isolation. Let's go to Revelation 1, verse 2 and verse 10. Let's just go and see these places. I will be reading from KJV again, and it says, Verse 2. Who bear record of the word of God and of the testimony of Jesus Christ and of all things that he saw? And verse 10. I was in the spirit on the Lord's day and heard behind me a great voice as of a trumpet. So this, we can see that this was what John was doing while he was in isolation. Verse 2, as we read before, it says, Who bear record of the word of God and of the testimony of Jesus Christ and of all things that he saw. John wrote down every single thing that he saw. Wow. John could have been just sitting down, crying over his situation, like how could I be punished like this? I was in preaching the word of God, you know, just lamenting, cursing people. You could have been doing that. It wasn't as if he couldn't. He could have. Yeah, that was not what he engaged himself with. In Revelation 1 verse 10, it says, I was in the Spirit. John was in the Spirit. And what does that mean for us today? In the Spirit means in God's Word. Yes, he may not have had a physical Bible, but he would have been in the place of prayer. Sisters, how much time each day do you devote to prayer? Is most of your time spent watching TV, watching news, you know, on your phone, looking for the latest news on coronavirus, the coronavirus update, all of that. Is that what your time is spent on? Or is it spent in the Word of God? 
Are you praying? Are you seeking for God to reveal something to you in this time? Sisters, this isolation can bring fruit. We can see how it brought fruit for John. But it only brought fruit once he was in the Spirit. We can see what happened to John once he was in the Spirit. It says, I was in the Spirit on the Lord's day and heard behind me a great voice as of a trumpet. God spoke to him. Sisters, God can speak to you if only you allow him to. You need to open your heart. You need to be in God's presence. And it reminds me of this song that goes, I want to be where you are, well in your presence, seated at your table, surrounded by your glory, in your presence. That's where I always want to be, I just want to be, I just want to be where you are. That song just says a lot for to want to be in God's presence. John was in God's presence on the Lord's day. You can use an example of Job. Job was not in the Lord's presence when the Satan decided to wreak havoc on his life. But that should not be for us. We should be in the Lord's presence. We should be at the Lord's council meeting. We cannot be absent. We must be there. John was in the spirit. He was not away. He was there. Sisters, stay in the spirit. Sisters, make sure that you are praying, that you are devoting time to studying God's word daily. Don't spend your time in meetings. Don't spend your time looking at the coronavirus updates. Don't when you know nowadays we find news that they're saying track the coronavirus updates. Don't do that. Don't be tracking the coronavirus track God he is the only solution to the situation we are in this isolation does not need to be all bad spend your time in the word of God spend your time in prayer now I'm not saying that you shouldn't take care of your family I'm not saying that you shouldn't take care of everything else that you need to know or everything else that you need to do what I am saying is that you cannot spend all your time just moaning about what is happening You need to have an attitude check. Is everything all about you? Is everything all about what is happening in this situation? Or are you devoting yourself to God in prayer? That's what John was doing. Sisters, let's just pray. Lord, we just come before you for all the sisters listening to this. We thank you for this series that you have taken us through thus far. And Lord, we come before you for all of us, including me. We may not be able to see where we have gone wrong. We may not be able to see where our attitude needs help, but you do. So Lord, you give us this attitude check. Tell us, are we despairing in this time or are we turning to you? Lord, change our hearts so that we can come to you the same way John did. So that we can be in the spirit all the time. In Jesus' name.
so much for following us to the end of this series i hope you get the best out of it revelation in isolation and we are very grateful to our dear friend crystal who has taken the time to share the thoughts that was on her heart with us the isolation period in many of our nations are easy enough things seem to be going back to normal so to say but for you and i what can we say this isolation period accomplished in our lives so we are going to join crystal as she random by telling us how to receive in isolation may this isolation period prepare us even for the coming of our lord jesus and that we will not waste this divine privilege shall we join crystal sisters and I'm so glad to be welcoming you back to this series which is ending today. We thank God for how he has taken us through this series from what is isolation to the topic for today, how to receive revelation. You know we've seen how John received revelation in his time of isolation. Now we're going to see how we can receive revelation for our own lives. Now, first of all, let's find an example in the life of our Lord Jesus Christ. Let's just go to Mark 1, verse 35. I'm reading from KJV, and it says, And in the morning, rising up a great while before day, he went out and departed into a solitary place, and there prayed. Well, so Jesus went intentionally to isolate himself. It says, He went out and departed into a what? A solitary place. He went into a place that was quiet, where no one else was. Jesus isolated himself from his disciples, in fact. He isolated himself from all the crowd to go and pray. In Jesus' isolation, what did he do? He prayed. Wow. So that is how we too can receive revelation. We need to pray. Let's look at another example of Jesus in isolation and what he did. Luke 22 verse 41. It says, And he was withdrawn from them about a stone's cast, and knelt down and prayed. This is Jesus again. He withdrew. He went to go and isolate. He isolated himself from everyone. Why? So that he could pray. This is like the Garden of Gethsemane. And Jesus went to isolate himself so he could pray. Isolation is not all bad. Isolation is a way for us to encounter God. Sisters, you need to encounter God in this isolation. It is very, very, very important. We can see even from the life of our Lord Jesus Christ that he went to isolate himself so that he could pray. That's the way we can see a revelation too. Now let's go back to Revelation chapter 1 which we have been looking at throughout this whole series. Let's just go back and see this same example in the life of our brother John. Revelation 1 verse 10, it says, I was in the spirit on the Lord's day and heard behind me a great voice as of a trumpet. Wow. It says, I was in the spirit. We talked over this last time. Let's just go deeper into it. It says, I was in the spirit. Can think of the spirit as the holy spirit and 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 remembered the holy spirit is part of the trinity which means that he was praying to god he was in the place of prayer 
the same way Jesus was when he was in isolation. This should be our job while we are in isolation, while we cannot go to work, while people cannot go to their jobs, they cannot do this, children cannot go to school. Let's engage ourselves in the word of God. When you have free time, let's just go to the Lord and pray. I do evening reading of my Bible. I have this devotional kind of Bible, and it explain it. It has the Bible in the normal form, but there's like a specific scripture for each day. This is very, very enlightening. Sisters, you need to be engaging yourself in the Word of God. You need to be in the Spirit. Now let's continue in that verse. It says, I was in the Spirit on the Lord's day. So it wasn't just any day, it was the Lord's day. He was in the Spirit at, at, at a specific time, not just any time. And I'm not saying that any time is, the, is not the right time to pray or to read the Bible, but there are some specific times where you should be in the Word of God, where you should be praying. One of them is in the morning. When you wake up, the first thing you do is to pray. And maybe if you don't have time to really read, do intense study of the Bible, just read a verse. I read at least one verse each day in the morning. At least just one verse and just quickly pray over it. Talk with the Lord. Talk with your master, the creator who made you. Don't just ignore his presence. You need God to help you through your day. If you go to the Lord when your day has only just started, you will not know what God can reveal to you. So you need to spend your time in the Lord's presence at a specific time. Another time is a really common time before meals. You should always bless your food, which probably we all know from even childhood. You need to bless your food before you eat. But it is really important. This food you are eating is was provided by God. You need to thank him for giving to you what he gave to you. You don't know what God could speak to you even in that time. God could tell you anything to help you. And another time you can pray is just every single day of your life while you're working, maybe if you're working from home, you can just be praying in your heart to the Lord. Lord, I thank you, Lord, for this work that you have given to me. Help me to work well. And as I work, Lord, show me what you want me to hear. Speak to me through this work that I'm doing. You do not know what God could tell you. You do not know what God could speak to you, even in that time of prayer. You don't have to be physically closing your eyes and bow your head. That's not what prayer is. You know, there's a saying that says, prayer is just a thought turned Godward. And it's true. Prayer is just a thought that is turned to heaven, that is turned to God. Because God has every single thing that we say, every single thing that we think. And if we are thinking, if we are talking to God in our hearts, we don't have to open our lips. See Hannah? She was just moving her lips. She didn't make any noise. But she was praying to the Lord. You too can do that. You have no excuse. You can go before the Lord at any time. That is how God will indeed be giving you revelation. You know, it reminds me of, of another part of scripture that even talks about Jesus and what he did during isolation. I think that we should go there. Let's go to Luke chapter 4. You may be familiar with this chapter, which is where Jesus was tempted. Let's go to verse 2. Actually, no, verse 1. Let's read from verse 1. It says, And Jesus, being full of the Holy Ghost, returned from Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. So we see this again the Spirit. The Spirit was leading him, which means that he was practically in the Spirit. It says, Being forty days tempted of the devil. And in those days, he did eat nothing. 
And when they were ended, he afterward hungered. He was hungry. And the devil said unto him, If thou be the Son of God, command this stone that it be made bread. Verse 4. And Jesus answered him, saying, It is written, that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word of God. I think just stopped there. This is just, uh, you can see that this was what happened repeatedly. That the devil would tempt him, Jesus would reply with the word of God. And this was all the while Jesus was isolated. He was in this wilderness. I can tell you that nobody else would have really been in that wilderness. That would have been a very uncommon occurrence to see a person in that wilderness. But yet, even in the midst of that isolation, Jesus was able to stand against temptation. Temptation can be different for each and every one of us. It could be guarding our lips. It could be watching. It could be watching what I see. It could be anything. But yet, in the midst of his isolation, Jesus was able to quote scripture. He was able to stand against the devil, even in his isolation. Even when he was hungry and had not eaten for a long, long time, he was able to stand against temptation. Wow. Is isolation weakening you, or is it making you stronger in the Lord? Ask yourself that question. What is isolation doing to you? Now let's round this up. I want to just quickly read Genesis 7 verse 4. I'll be reading the KJV again, and it says, For yet seven days, and I will cause it to rain upon the earth forty days and forty nights, and every living substance that I have made will I destroy from off the face of the earth. Wow. This is God speaking. He was speaking to Noah. And he said that I will cause it to rain upon the earth 40 days and 40 nights. And as we know, during that time, Noah was in the ark. Yes, he had his family, but many of us have our family around us. Noah was in practically the same situation we are in. He was isolated. In fact, all the other people on earth, other than his family, were all gone. He was isolated from what he may have known before. But yet, he was able to trust God in that situation. Even before that, he was able to have a revelation of of what was going to happen. God told him, there is going to be a flood. I will send rain upon the earth. Wow. Sisters, has God spoken to you? Is God speaking to you in this time? Remember what we have seen today. There's two important things. We must pray and we must trust God. If you really want to receive revelation in these times, these two things are very, very important. Let us spend time in the Word of God, praying to understand the Word of God, and let us open our hearts to the Lord. Let us trust in Him that even in this time, God can make a way, God can do something. Reminds me of this song, then you just sing it and then let's pray. This song that when I was really little, my sister used to sing at me when I couldn't sleep. And it went like this, something like this. I'm not sure if I remember it correctly, but God will make a way where there seems to be no way. Your words and ways we cannot see. I know that He'll make a way for me. He will be my guide. Hold me closely to His side works in ways I cannot see. I know that he'll make a way for me. 
I'm not sure if I sang it correctly, but we heard the words, God will make a way. And sisters, let me encourage you, as you pray, as you trust God, remember, God will make a way. Where there seems to be no way, there is always a way out. God is always there and we can trust in him. Let's just pray as this series is ending. Lord, we thank you for this series that you have brought us to end. We thank you for every single heart that may have been impacted by this series. We come before you, Lord, that you will help each and every one of us, including even me, to come before you, to trust in you, and to indeed spend our time with you, even in this isolation. Help us, Lord, to follow the pattern of your son, Jesus. And help us, Lord, to follow the pattern of, indeed, your many disciples who were able to trust in you, who are able, even in the midst of isolation, who are able to receive things from you. Lord, give us your own revelation from you. Show us what you want us to do. Show us your will. Show us what you have in store for us and for even others. Lord, we thank you for we know you will answer our prayer. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen.